fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To, to Ellen Back. Hi. Hi. And we're here. Here we are. Here we are. We Today again. we are recapping episode 307, Lone Star. Probably one of the worst episodes of this yeah. show. I think of it as low one star because one <laughs> star is what I would give this episode on a scale of one to 100 stars. <laughs> low one star. <laughs> I would also call this I put it, I mean, it's, it's Hebrew. <laughs> um, I'm going to just break with our usual format here yes. and just introduce our guest right away because we have so much to talk about. <laughs> Distinguished podcast listeners, I'd like to introduce to you Mal freaking Blum. Hello. Hello, America. <laughs> you may recognize Mal from their song that went viral on TikTok. Oh, God. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Notable TikTok celebrity, Mal Blum. That's literally the only thing I know about TikTok. You don't need to know anything about TikTok. That's the only thing I know. I think you <laughs> tweeted about it once or something. Yeah, it was weird. It, 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 I don't know. It was like, yeah, this year, like, song that I released like 10 years ago, all of a sudden became like a meme. It was like teenagers like putting their breakup stuff in a box and like putting it away. And, and honestly, you don't. It's not like you get any money or anything from it. It's just like a fun bragging rights. Thing. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Tell Thank us about you. the rest of your career. Yeah. Tell tell everyone sure. listening about you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a musician. I'm a, a writer. Uh, and a professional transgender <laughs> person. I like to make that joke, but you have to say person because there might be some cis people listening. <laughs> And then they might think it's okay to call someone a oh, transgender. transgender. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Real happy to be here. Just happy to be included. You know, we love including people, especially you. <laughs> yeah. We're very inclusive. <laughs> Although this is another uh, religiously homogenous show. Yep. It's another all Jew pod. Jew pod. All Jew pod. <laughs> low one star. It feels low one, one star. Low one star. <laughs> you know, it's appropriate because in this episode they call... Uh, Jenny, the Jewish star. Oh yeah, they oh, sure yeah, do. They sure do. We'll get to that. <laughs> so um, tell us your um, Elward story. <laughs> your Elward La origin story. <laughs> tell us your La Ord. <laughs> my Elward origin story. Uh-huh. I would say my Elward origin story is not very exciting because I well I wasn't in the closet when I was watching the Elward. I know a lot of people were like, oh, I had to secretly watch it because I was in the closet. I wasn't. I had to come out like a few times for sure. Like this was only after the first time I came out. And then I obviously had to come out again and again as different things that I didn't know about at the time. But at the time I was openly like a queer teenage woman. Uh, and so I but I did watch it at night secretly, but not because I was like, oh, they can't know I'm gay. Um, it was because I was like, this is porno. <laughs> so that's the only interesting tidbit. So you, so you watched it when it aired. I did watch it when it aired. Okay. And I watched it in like through college as well. Yeah. In college, I was like, this makes me feel bad about myself. But I can't <laughs> put my finger on why. 
Yeah. But this episode is why. This episode specifically (laughs) is why anyone might feel bad about themselves when watching the show. Yes. I did love the show, though. Yeah. And it was very complicated. Oh, yeah. I was like, I love this. It makes me feel sad. I don't know why. Here we go. No time to unpack that now. Much like (laughs) relationships, you know? Yeah. Um, Did you have any favorite characters when you watched originally? Um, I've always loved Jenny. And I know that's contentious, but... I'm a Jenny apologist. So I'm now flanked on either side by (laughs) Team Jenny. Yeah. I know what? I... Nope, we'll get to it later. Not yep. even going to say it now. Don't burn the pod. Nope, not going to burn the pod. <laughs> I'm going to burn the show to the ground, but I'm not going to burn the pod. <laughs> I'm going to burn wax. I'm so happy that there's wax scenes again. I'm so ready. <laughs> Hope everyone loves that running gag because it's coming back in a minute. What did you love about Jenny? I think Jenny is fundamentally misunderstood. Thank you. Yeah, I love I Jenny. I'm going to go somewhere else for a while. You guys can talk. I feel like while watching the show the first time, we're supposed to be like, oh, Jenny and Shane are bad characters or whatever. But as an adult, I think that they're very complex and they have very good characteristics and they struggle and they're some of the more like dynamic characters on the show, mm-hmm. I think. They're definitely the more complex characters on the show for sure, yeah. which is great. You know, yeah. when you're writing a TV show, I think having complex characters is a good thing. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like the only backstory they knew how to give a character was childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that which tracks. is also accurate for the queer community. <laughs> yeah, which I guess I have a soft spot for childhood trauma, <laughs> frankly. That's probably why. Uh, I did not. Re- I wasn't like I'm one of these characters, though. Right. I, yeah. Although no, I in retrospect, I am well, absolutely right. Angus. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Playing a guitar, singing to a baby. I taught toddler music classes for a year. Oh my God, I'm you're Angus. Angus. But I think I've got a Billy Rising. Oh. <laughs> a little bit of a bad boy thing, you know? You know? Oh, I'm so happy you're here. Hi. <laughs> All right. So this is, as we mentioned, episode 307, mm-hmm. Low One Star, <laughs> written yes. by Elizabeth Ziff. Now, <laughs> you might recognize that name. Elizabeth Ziff also goes by Easy Girl mm-hmm. composes the music for the show Including and is a member song. of the band Betty, so has been on the show a as Betty. well. Yeah. She is a Betty. So she is the writer or, I guess, composer of my favorite song. Um, Shane and Carmen Fucking? Shane, Shane and Carmen Fucking. Fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck, <laughs> Shane, 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 Shane. Fuck, 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 fuck. I need Need hair. Yeah. Uh, she's, so she's Ariana Huffington's hair is a mess <laughs> So she's appeared in uh, other episodes of the program She made out with Shane in an <laughs> earlier episode Which we all hated Which we all erased from our memories immediately <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't remember So she wrote this that. episode um, this is, She will go on to, di- to write more episodes of the show But this is her mm-hmm. first episode of the show That she has written and been credited for That explains a lot Writing <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't know that she was the most seasoned writer that should be tackling these uh, complex issues. But whatever. <laughs> it was directed by a guy named Frank Pearson. Frank. He's a prolific television film writer, producer, director, who actually died in 2012. His oh. final directing job was this episode. Oh, no. He is an Oscar winner. He won an Oscar for writing the screenplay to Dog Day Afternoon. Huh. Yeah, he wrote, like, tons of, like, what, huge wasn't movies. that an Oscar? Oh, you did say he won an Oscar. He won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that movie for, won Oscars. For the script. The script won an Oscar because he won. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you know more about Hollywood than me. Well, I don't uh, know. 
how do they pick directors and stuff for stuff like this? The process for being hired, you have to be approved not only by the network executives of the show, but the production company of the show, the showrunner, the writers, the actors, the other directors. Like the, like most shows have a producing director, which is usually the person that directs the pilot and sort of sets the tone visually for the directing style and the visual language of the show. And um, they approve all the other directors for the rest of the and show. And then generally they are involved in approving hmm. the other directors. So there's like 20 people that have to sign off on you. Mm-hmm. And if one person doesn't know you enough or mm-hmm. has any issue at all or is just like having a weird day, you probably won't get the job. Hmm. So getting, I mean, this was, you it's know, like. Frank really went through the ringer to yeah. earn this fact. I would assume so. This this aired originally in February 19th, 2006. I know that that's the process for people getting hired to direct episodes mm-hmm. television now. Um, I'm sure it was very similar then, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the world I'm trying to break into right now. And it's, um, it's, it's very overwhelming. Everybody hire Carly. Um, <laughs> cool. Is Thanks. it not the same vetting process for scripts? For- <laughs> no, usually with usually a script, you just, you're, you roll you're over in bed of, and you're like, Oh, do you want to write the show? Yeah. Um, well you'd be hired <laughs> to what, staff on the show here. in the writer's room. <laughs> And so you'd just be part of the team of the show. Okay. Like a director comes on as a guest for their like two weeks of prepping and shooting their episode. Yeah. But like the writers, like TV is like a writer driven, actor driven kind of thing. Directors come in as guests mm. and just sort of like, you kind of like, you try to bring your own thing to it, but really you're just trying to make this episode fit in and look mm. like the rest of the episode. So, um, all right, should we get into it? Yeah, let's, let's get into this. it. All right. We open at the opera. It's like a 90s opera. 1996. And they're playing, um, they're singing, performing Flower Duet from Lachme. I, I can't pronounce it. Uh, Lachme. And it's very romantic. I love this song. It was on my massage playlist for when I was a sex worker. I was going to say masseuse, but we all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and uh, there's, Lots of lights and bad is finger fucking Alice. Yeah, <laughs> Alice has this incredible 90s wig on. Yeah. Um, the lyrics are like on a PowerPoint uh-huh. behind the singers. It's just like this under, thing is bonkers and I love it. Under the thick dome. <laughs> under the thick dome. Come, let us go down together mm. are the words on the screen. Because it was the it was ninety six and everyone was really excited that they could like put words on a screen. Oh yeah, but they so didn't they do couldn't it. do that before. Yeah, oh. it's also they have I think it's bisexual flag colors that are rotating Ooh. around this, which is I think yeah. a tribute to Alice being having been bisexual at one point at in one the point in time <laughs> before they wrote it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part of it I think is that there's like an older woman up in a balcony with yeah, her like her, <laughs> who's got also she looked like she had real binoculars, yeah. not opera binoculars. <laughs> Like she was like, like out like looking like for birds. Birding, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Biden likes birds, right? What? That's oh yeah, Shane loves birds. Uh, yeah. LGBT, b- let's go birding together. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, the best part of it. I mean, honestly, this Someone is the. Else told me this that. is. I didn't come up with that. This was enough. The episode. This is the good part. The it's episode over. could have ended here, and, and we would be like, we loved this it episode. Could have ended with Bet f- pulling her wet hand out and from then between Alice's legs and then applauding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was such a power move. <laughs> oh my god, really it was, was so hot. I loved it. Bet never change, and she never will. Um, then we go to the theme song, which in this episode still one of the better parts of the episode. Uh huh. And then we see Dana's cardboard cutout. I'm sorry, <laughs> we was established previously that this is foam core, not sorry, cardboard. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, 
I wrote cardboard in my notes. Dana's foam, foam core, Olivia Cruz, life-size cutout is out by the trash and is picked up by LA Sanitation. And that's a great, great way into the story today. Yeah. That's going to be the runner for this episode is where's Dana? The cardboard, I'm sorry, the foam core <laughs> Dana. Where is Dana? Like where yeah. in the world is Dana's cutout? And I care. I'll tell you what. Well, I care more about that, honestly. Than- I care so much about this foam core. She, I mean, it, it's established it is Dana. Yeah, it's her, it's her soul. It's her soul. Yes. It's my soul. It's everyone's soul. It's our souls. <laughs> it's all souls. <laughs> anyway, we depressing. fucking hate this episode. <laughs> I don't know if we've established this already, but we this have, is one of our most hated episodes. Mm-hmm. We hate it. So come on this joyride of hate with us. Buckle up. Buckle up. We're going to hate it. Buckle up. Get on the LA sanitation <laughs> uh, tra- <laughs> trash compactor yeah. and we're going for a ride. Bring your foam core. <laughs> Then we go to Jenny's house where Jenny is shooting Max. She shoots me up with it. I love to be shot up. Oh boy. Cause I'm going to do your first shot and your second shot and all your shots. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she says. Yeah. And she's like, it, it turns me on to make you more of a man. Yeah. And then they have, then they have sex on the sink. Yeah. Yeah, just real, just real good exposition. <laughs> yeah, just such good yeah. exposition. What we do we know? We know she's yeah. going out of town. She's going out of town. This is how many shots he's been on. <laughs> yep. We need to emphasize that testosterone makes you horny and angry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, "This is what we're doing," and he's like, "No, Jenny, I'm doing it. <laughs> Shut up." <laughs> and then they fuck. <laughs> oh God! And then there's a shot of the empty needle on the edge of the sink, and yeah. it dissolves. To a shot of an IV bag, Ugh, which takes us that. to, it's a very like great and subtle way to get into Dana's chemo. They always do that too. With, I know. At, watching it first, I remember they did that with like obviously his top surgery and yeah. that, but I didn't realize that they did that with her chemo and his testosterone too. Yeah. Where they like the, counterpose the They're thing. like, there's some parallels drawn in this episode that are awful. Not great. Not, not good. Not so good. Not no. great. They shouldn't be drawing them there aren't any parallels between cancer no. and and being no. trans no there really aren't <laughs> yeah, and yet the show seems to be reaching for it i know yeah it's all, i feel like the implication is like she can't choose this medical treatment and your frivolous medical treatment mm-hmm. is, yeah. you're putting yourself through it especially the end of the episode yeah um, mm-hmm. that especially at the end of this season like it just yeah. gets worse mm-hmm. from here yep not good this not is the good. beginning of the mm-hmm. end so for we, us emotionally so dana's in the hospital getting chemo she's not she's not enjoying it and the nurse says, we have iPods with Survivor and White Snake and Toto if you want to feel worse, which means they which probably like, have Africa by Toto, right? Which yeah. is a great song. Which is a great song. Honestly, yeah. I would love to listen to 90s hair metal. That would probably make me feel better. <laughs> yeah. So Dana's having a complete existential crisis at mm-hmm. chemo. Do we establish, is this her first chemo session? I think it is because she's like, is, is it supposed to be this yeah, cold? it seemed like it was her first. One theme of this episode <laughs> that is going to be like an issue for the whole episode is how much time has passed between this episode and the previous episode. It is unknown mm-hmm. and it seems like much more time than we think it normally is between between weeks on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really weird. And like we've always had a problem with the passage of time on the show. It's really inconsistent. But mm-hmm. this one feels like maybe months have passed since the last episode in or years. scenes. And then there's other scenes where it feels like it's been like five minutes. So anyway, take yeah. that for what it's worth. Dana says that all her fans on her website are writing mean comments she about like how she's Reddit or faking something? having cancer. What 
Where on a website do you have like a message board? Yeah, they, I mean back then, yeah, I guess yeah, that's yeah. Does. Back yeah. Then you but also like a geo cities and a comment set. That's, yeah. what, that's what like famous tennis player Dana Fairbanks is doing is reading the comments on her message board fans. <laughs> and like Laura's like, you shouldn't read the comments, and I'm like, like, yes, yeah. no one should ever read comments, right? Yes. Laura, voice of reason. Laura's is like, I'm still here, and she's like, why? Why are you still here? Mm, yeah, and I don't know. Laura's like, have to wear this terrible shirt somewhere. Fuck. <laughs> 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 And then we go to wax. <laughs> did you know that wax also is a tattoo parlor? I what? did. I didn't. Until what this can't scene. they do? <laughs> exactly. Do you want a skateboard? We got it. Wait, Haircut? this is becoming like a Stefan thing on SNL. Yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> West Hollywood's hottest skate shop is wax. It's got everything. Shane, Shane's hair, Shane cutting hair, tattoo parlor, skateboards, mm-hmm. children, adults. <laughs> <laughs> this is society wide. <laughs> and blazers you could totally gig it. <laughs> I told you that Crystal said that's a normal phrase, right? Yes, I know. What? I, I heard it somewhere too. Chris, that you can gig and like you would say, because Carmen picked out a vest and said I could totally gig in this vest. And me and, and we were like, like that's, that's not a verb. And Crystal was like, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, you could gig. I mean, it's yeah, not people, a cool verb. <laughs> no, but I, I saw something like after between the time we recorded that episode and now at some point I saw someone writing like that they were gigging. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing for yeah, sure. But it's so- it makes me think of Guitar Center, though. Mm, yeah, that's like a Sam Ash person would say that. Yeah. It's like, Sam Ash yeah, like corporate music lingo. Yeah, yeah it's okay, corporate. Cool. Corporate. So corporate. And you know what's not corporate? <laughs> Getting matching neck tattoos. Wax. Wax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, Shane and Carmen are getting matching neck tattoos. Terrible idea. Don't do it. What are they thinking? I don't know. Kiss this is of a terrible death. idea. Kiss of death. Also, K-O-D. they look a little uh, infected. Did yeah, the tattoos <laughs> don't look good. I Not like, so good. What did you do? Like, the <laughs> tattoos look terrible. There's like, the what? lines are all like blurry. Like, yeah, what are they supposed to be? Do you know? Also, like, what culture are they appropriating with those I, symbols? I, Something, right? I don't know. I think they were little portraits of Shane. Little Shane. Oh, like, the, like they put like on the, an Andre the, on the Giant shirts. thing, but it's Shane. Like the wax yeah. shirts have Shane's face. Yeah, I think no, it, was, it looked like some kind of like. I think it was my face. Creature. It looked like, like the uh, cool S. You remember the oh, cool S? Oh, the cool S. I could draw that right now. <laughs> drawing it. You know, me and Mal have matching tattoos. We do. We didn't coordinate. We didn't coordinate them, but we should have. Yeah. Yeah. So, cool and S. that's. I think so far that's worked out well for our relationship, having matching tattoos. Yeah. Not a kiss of death. No. We're doing. We're going as strong as we ever have. Reese. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. I drew the cool ass on my notes. That, oh, that's a good cool ass. And then I, I like cool ass next to it. Cool. It's not very well drawn. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture of that and put it in the post so that people will know. Yeah, I'll take a picture right now. So everyone, everyone listening right will know what the cool S is. Isn't because that interesting? Because they're cool. <laughs> yeah, we all know the cool S. I mean, I thought I think that's like an old person thing, but maybe kids know about it too. Maybe not. Anyway, I don't think getting matching tattoos is the right move for this couple. No. And I'm just going to say that. Just because me and Mal did it doesn't mean mm-hmm. everyone else should do it. Robin and I have coordinated tattoos. Oh. What, are, our, what are you are still we married. Have compasses with our wedding date, but they're Aww. both totally different designs and in different places. Also, you're married. We're also married. Mm. So we just like each other a lot. They don't yeah. seem to like each other very much. <laughs> I like in the scene when Angus is like, I got a matching tattoo with my girlfriend on my ankle. And I was like, Oh man, I got that too now. You really are the Angus. I feel yeah, I was like, oh no, I did that too, Angus. It was bad for both of us. <laughs> okay, so then suddenly we're cut to Vancouver. we get a shot of a helicopter flying and landing. And uh-huh. I'm like, what on earth show is this? Did I click, did I click away from I know, the L word? Yeah, what am I watching? 
Nope, it's Tina going to Vancouver. Welcome to British Columbia. <laughs> no one has ever said no that. No one's ever said that. He would say welcome to Vancouver. Also, this whole thing is like, ha, ha, ha. This is funny how we're pretending like they're in Vancouver, even though they're already the in Vancouver because the whole in show Vancouver. shoots right, in Vancouver. Right, yeah. Like, oh, now we're in downtown Vancouver. This is what it looks like when we're not pretending like it's California. Yeah. And then they're like, how's the crew? Oh, they're Canadian. <laughs> they work hard. They drink hard. They all have their own personal grizzly bear stories. This is terrible. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh wait so just to establish this is tina and josh yeah Parker. tina's visiting the set of josh's movie filming in vancouver which is obviously the set of the l word right those are yes. their their trailers of course this and all so big... yeah then he it's escorts clearly. her to this jeep that's like a military jeep also he kisses her on the mouth when yes. she gets <laughs> off this so how many how long has passed since the last episode when she was like there's no time no I or is that just supposed to be like, this is how coworkers greet each other? It's definitely not. No, yeah. it's not. I don't it's even share drinks. drinks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, get your own fucking Kiss me on the seltzer. mouth, Josh Becker. I share. I would share a drink. That's Josh nice. Becker? You'd, would you share a drink with Josh Becker? Would you share more with Josh Becker? No, because Josh Becker is homophobic. <laughs> oh, right. He sure is. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll Can't have that. my look so right, Josh Becker. Set. He takes her to set. They make fun of the Canadian crew. <laughs> and then he points out the Scientology tent. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, wait, what? And he's like, no, it's craft services. And over here is the extras holding tent. Okay. First of all, Tina knows what craft services look like. Tina's supposedly an experienced, seasoned film executive. (laughs) So this man showing her stuff on set is pointless. And her reaction to it is even more pointless. Also, Scientology is um, Californian. It's yeah, Los Angeles. Would, first of all, there would not be any Scientology presence on set in Vancouver. Yeah, no, that's, that's all a Los Cal- Angeles that's joke. That's I'm like, why joke. are you taking an LA joke to Vancouver, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you, keep your jokes. In don't the right... you have any like regionally specific jokes? Exactly. Well, <laughs> then, the grizzly bear. Well, that yeah, <laughs> making fun of the Canadian crew. That's rude. Yeah, that is rude. The Canadian crew is he is he is Canadian. I yeah. promise you, Josh Becker is Canadian. He's, I'm sure. <laughs> then he's like, that's base camp where everyone's trailers are, and I'm like, really, Josh Becker? <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> Fuck off. Off, Josh, Ugh. And she asks about the actors. GJ, right? <laughs> Wasn't that none of them? Which is like that does not roll off the tongue nicely. <laughs> and Leslie, and he says really terrible things about everybody. It's great. Let's talk about the terrible things he says. Mm. I didn't write them down, and I forgot. Oh, so first they had to get some. a body double for Leslie mm-hmm. because she had bruises on her ass. Which, <laughs> first of all, makeup. <laughs> Second of all, like post, like I. They wouldn't yeah. need a body double because she had bruises on her ass. Maybe like, in 2006, like the they, visual effects. They get rid of, they make uh, it look like no one has cellulite or stretch marks on their ass in every true. single movie that's mm-hmm. ever been filmed. That's fair. So yeah. like they could get rid of, and also like they try to act like that's weird. Having bruises on your ass is not weird. It's not. It means you had sex. Or you sat or too hard. Or you fell down. I don't yeah, know. or you did <laughs> anything. Or you were falling while snowboarding with 15-year-olds. Oh, Maybe? oh, that's the line that got me. <laughs> oh yeah. boy, I don't, re- I don't remember watching that as a kid I, and that clicking. No. But watching it this time, where he is like, oh yeah, the fifteen-year-olds he has, quote unquote, teaching him to snowboard. I was like, oh, so we're just fine with <laughs> this man. Oh my god, they say he's addicted to crank, 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 what is crank exactly. Heroin? Oh, maybe I can't find it. Are you googling what is crank? No, I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to Google Josh Becker. Is Josh Becker Canadian? He's not a real person. You guys have found, it turns out he's not a real person. I don't know why I said it. I said it like, I don't know. I hate this This episode. This this is the second time this season that there's been a pedophilia joke. I know. Billy Blakey made the joke about, joke about the little league league game. Yeah. And then Jesus everyone was like, whoa. Christ. And then he was like, ah, lesbians. Something <laughs> like that. Take a joke. Something like that. You can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the part of Billy Blakey will be played by Mal Blanc. Nice. 
So yeah, this whole conversation is just Sucks. horrifying. Also, Tina's super flirty. Her boobs are popping out. She's and like, she's, I came to Vancouver to fuck you. Yeah, she's totally like, I'm here to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to fuck a man. <laughs> I had to fly out of Los Angeles yeah. all the way to Vancouver to fuck a man. Daddy uh-huh. of two is busy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two kids to watch after. <laughs> hard, it's hard for him to travel. Alice and Nuda are on a date, a day date. A day date. They're walking down the street. Yeah, that, that's, I th- well, I guess they did that in Caleb Gallo. They went on a walk as a date. So maybe it is so. a date. Well, they're also, Alice is talking about watching her teach a class so oh, maybe right, they just right, came right. from that i'll just watch her teach a class then apropos of nothing uda just recites a poem just completely <laughs> apropos of nothing yeah weird poem it's because <laughs> she's a vampire also the sun is out so alice your whole theory is uh-huh. shot she takes her to church <laughs> this is such a confusing thing also the scene opens like you know sometimes like a scene opens with like someone crossing the frame to just like get you into the scene mm-hmm. this one shots starts with a full-on like 10 second shot of a random man on a skateboard that was so jarring I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't it notice was it weird either. as hell. Oh, also, they're walking down the middle of the street. They're not walking on the sidewalk, which really upset me. Mm-hmm. Safety. Alice tells Uda that Dana is sick and that she used to have a shrine for Dana and that she got rid of the cutout. And Uda says, you can't get rid of the cutout. That's where her soul is. Uh-oh. In the foam core. Yeah. It's very absorbent. It is. <laughs> if it was cardboard, it's harder to get a soul in there. <laughs> Uh, call me when you've properly disposed of Dana, she says. Mm-hmm. And then we never see her again. <laughs> yeah, bye, Uda. It was real. Uda's wearing a blazer that's definitely from wax. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you... I didn't I didn't know this from listening to the podcast, but Carly does the, the oh, wax yeah. Yeah. With, with your hands. I yeah. do the guitar riff yeah. with my hands. Yes, yeah. yes. Can you do a guitar riff that sounds like a tiny ukulele that's really gentle? Okay. All right. I want you to hold that. Okay. Alice has a hairstyle that's directly from Heidi. Thank you. Wait, who's Heidi? Uh, Heidi. She lives in the mountains. It's a book. Oh. Mountains. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that she went to her pr- professor <laughs> like girlfriend's child. lecture with fucking pigtails. Like, and, and, like pig and like a jumper. Like yeah. a, like that you would wear to school in like yeah. Australia in elementary school. She looks like Inspe- Inspector Gadget's niece. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. Penny? Penny, yes. she looks like Penny. <laughs> Honestly, she looks really cute, she but really cute, not age appropriate. Like, no. Completely inappropriate outfit. Imagine if you were in that class. You're like, <laughs> who the fuck is this? <laughs> she's like, I'm auditing. Like, <laughs> she's from seventh grade. <laughs> She's like, all your students really love you. Yeah, duh. She's really hot. She's so hot and talks about lesbian vampires. Everyone. Yeah, they're all wet all through class. Everyone knows that. In college, Um, you choose classes to sign up for. So they've all chosen to be there. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we want to be here with the hottie. Yeah, I would have taken that class. Hotties. We go to the hospital. And (laughs) no way first. Before oh. we go to the hospital, yeah. Dana's cutout falls off the garbage truck. No. <laughs> There's a like no. the like runner of the episode is where where in the world is the Dana cutout? She has fallen off of a garbage truck and this truck stops and the guy hops off the truck to go get her. And we don't see what happens. Then we go back to the doctor's office. One of my she wants Dana wants to know if she's gonna die. Oh. And when she's gonna lose her hair. How'd you feel about how the doctor answered those questions? <laughs> I thought she deflected. She, said, she was like, you have a very good chance of surviving. That's what she said. Yeah. She did say that. That doesn't feel like a doctor thing it? to say. I don't know. I was like, I wish we could get Liz Rubin's opinion on this. Because I'm like, would a doctor really answer this this way? She She's like, yeah, you might die. But, yeah. you know, we're going to try. We're going to do everything in our power to try to make you not die. You know? Yeah. 
I was a little distracted because she was wearing a black blazer with a white lesbian collar. You know, mm-hmm. the one, the Bette Porter season one collar, yeah. the old school Ellen collar where mm-hmm. the collar is sort of splayed out over top yeah. of the jacket lapels. And honestly, that made everything she was saying just completely nonsense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I was like, I could never, if my doctor had that jacket on, I couldn't take her seriously. So be like, take that jacket off and then tell me I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> Can you put on like a lab coat or yeah. something just to like look like a doctor right now? This oh, is like yeah. really a lot. Yeah. Why isn't she wearing a lab coat? I don't know. So she warns Dana that her immune system is compromised, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And then we smash cut to Dana's phone cord cutout. It's wedged on the side of the truck with like a broom holding it in place. Tip of the hat to the garbage truck guys. I know. Honestly, like that that's cute. pretty funny. And the <laughs> truck drives by. And it drives past Kit and Billy outside the planet. Right. It's like the transitional item of the show. It's insane. Mm. Also insane is Billy. He's <laughs> having a Bloody Mary. And he says, I had to jerk. Well, um, I'm going to tell you the line. And then will you say it in the Billy accent? I'll try. Yeah. Okay. I had to jerk off twice today just to get my heart started. Um, I had to jerk off twice today just to get my heart started. <laughs> no, that's not. I'm trying to do Scottish. <laughs> I did jerk off twice today just to get my heart, heart started. I don't know. Not so good. The gay pirate. Yeah, not so, so good. So, so Billy had to jerk off twice today to get his heart started. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds medically sound. And he's, he's really hungover. He's saying very inappropriate things. He says Kit has, he has a full crew there like loading in. Right. He says he has FMS. So this is before FOMO existed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then, wait, so Kit says, what is that? Like fag Munchausen syndrome? <laughs> Which honestly was one of my favorite parts yeah. of the episode. <laughs> and he says... It's fear of missing something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw it out there. I think that Billy's... This is, is he, the invented beginning. FOMO. he invented FOMO. I wrote down uh, yes. FOMO's earliest origins. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. We found it. This is patient zero. Yep. I know. <laughs> she tells him to get his shit together by tomorrow night for the B-52 show. Oh, my God. That's... I mean, come on. That's the, the, the B- exposition of the show of who's performing at the planet that <laughs> night is my favorite thing about season three. Also, just like suspend your disbelief. The B-52s will play a gay coffee shop. Yes, they a one room coffee shop. Yes, they will. B-52s. So worth it for them for some reason. They're loading in an obscene amount of gear for a coffee shop. Yes. <laughs> None of that gear will fit in the coffee shop. For, and, the, 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 and we're supposed to believe like it's because like, oh, Billy's their friend. Like, I'm friends with you. I'm not playing... <laughs> I'm not playing a one room coffee shop. Play my one room coffee shop that I don't own, but I will someday. Okay, I guess I would, but I'm not the B fifty twos. Unbelievable. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) I have to now open a coffee shop, and Mal will play. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. But you have to maintain your friendship. It sounds like it's just a friend thing. Mm, That's true. I hope we can keep this up for years to come. But maybe not. Oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I love you. I'm kidding. No, it's okay. I understand. But seriously, the, every episode this season that features a like famous musician uh-huh. at the planet has like the most hilarious "Aren't you going to the show tonight?" Yeah, exposition mm-hmm. scenes. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. about the season because Beverly it is Hills, ridiculous. Beverly Hills Down to a No did that with the Peach Pit After Dark, mm-hmm. you know, and Buffy did it with um uh, the, the. But did they actually ever talk about what band was playing, or did they just always the show up at the, the bronze, bronze and there was like? Oh, that's an actual band and not just. Oh, like you're extras. right. They never they, they never talk about, talked it. about it. You know, I liked that about the L word because and obviously I'm biased as a musician who needs work all the time. <laughs> but I did like that they put some queer bands like in the show and totally. sort of like lent, you know, credit to who they were, you know, yeah. like yeah. the gossip and Tegan and Sarah, obviously. Sleater Kinney was it played the one room coffee shop last episode. Yeah. Yeah. They like rocked out with a full on light show. 
yeah. to jumpers, even though it was again in a coffee shop. Yeah. But it's also a venue. It's a coffee shop slash music venue. It is. Music venue. It, it is. Yeah. Slash mm. restaurant. I guess you could do like an underplay there if it was like a private gig or something. Yes. If you if they were getting paid a lot of money to you know something tells me they're not getting paid a lot of money to play at the planet. I don't think the B fifty twos would play the planet. No, I don't either. Um, I truly do not. But. I don't know. That's something I miss about the new L word is like I, I do miss the like how mm. much music was woven in. What, what I like about the about Gen Q they is that the soundtrack seems to be all or mostly queer artists. It is. That is right. Cool. Which yeah. and it's and like it's a pretty nice mix of of artists. I've actually like been like I, I hope someone's making a Spotify playlist because I would listen to this. Yeah, oh, I, sure I think it is. is. So um, then we go <laughs> to everyone's favorite, definitely real film studio, Peabody Shaolin. Yeah, <laughs> Shaolin is a real thing. Shaolin's a real thing. Yeah, Peabody Shaolin is very funny. Helena is video chatting her kids. The best part of this is when <laughs> Dylan comes in and is amazed by video chat yes, technology. Yes, 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 yes. First of all, I wrote down. Helena is video chatting her kids. Remember them? Yeah. I Helena's forgot about them. Still exist now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Dylan walks in and says, and I quote, that is so great that you can see them when you talk to them like that. She literally <laughs> invents video chatting in the scene. Oh. Wow. This episode invented FOMO <laughs> and video chatting. Yeah. A real historical piece of crap. <laughs> Dylan brought two Helena. candy bars in a giant white bag. Like, Cadbury flake and a Branston pickle, which sounds. This is what you took notes on. <laughs> yes, I wanted to bring you a Cadbury flake and a Branston pickle is a euphemism for something far more salacious. <laughs> and Helena keeps like backing away from her as she's trying to kiss her, and she's I like, "I don't want to sleep with a married person." Yeah, I think that's what happens after somebody with a vagina and someone with a penis has sex, and they both get yeast infections afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> And it's but they're like the, the oh it's supposed God. to be like British candy is yeah. that the yeah. but Helen is like a bajillionaire so she could probably get whatever British candy she wants for sure yeah <laughs> Dylan just wanted an excuse to come by and stick her branch of pickle into hey. into Helena's I came, like, I came all the way to the studio which involved me having to get past security park and then walk to wherever you happen to be right now just to bring you this bag of two pieces of candy why is it such a big bag <laughs> maybe there's more than one piece of each candy in there. Uh, Carly, Carly fixed it. Did herself. I? I think maybe. I don't want credit for fixing anything. Dylan has bad spatial relations. <laughs> That's fair. So do I. Maybe there was something else in it, but Dylan ate it on the way in. Yeah. It's just wrappers. It's Cadbury <laughs> egg wrappers. Damn. She ate 400 Cadbury eggs on the way over. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep with this lesbian. Just, like, I won't do it. I'm Cadbury straight. Eggs. I'm straight. I'm, 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 I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, Helena's like, I don't want to sleep with a married person. We got to stop doing this. And she's like, we're not married. Danny's my boyfriend. And also I'm straight, which is rich. And then Helena explains that living with someone in quote lesbian land, not a real place, is (laughs) good luck finding that on a map. It's not even at an Ikea. Um, But they do have a small land, not lesbian land, which is surprising because it's Ikea. Right. But she says that it's basically the same thing, Mm -hmm. which I was like, wow. I guess it's maybe of its time. Was I gay marriage guess. not really? No, it wasn't legal yet. Yeah. So no. maybe there also, I didn't love that one. No. No. I did. When she said, she said to Helena, or she, Helena said to Dylan, what starts in chaos ends in chaos. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's a great tagline for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked her line where she was like, I, I, I don't want it halfway and so at someone else's expense. I was yeah. Like, Oh, that's pretty poetic, actually. Yeah. A lot of growth for Helena there. Really, just really turned her character around. But then Dylan really likes her. Mm -hmm. So Dylan's playing games with Helena 
quit playing games with Helena's heart. <laughs> yeah, Mama, exactly. Dylan. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Care of. Care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. It's 2020. Maybe you made some New Year's resolutions. Maybe you didn't. But regardless, it's always the right time to prioritize you and commit to staying on top of your health. And they make it so easy to do with these little tiny packets that have your names on them. And they have a little dispenser that looks cute. Hi, Carly, on mine. Yeah. And there's like a little quote of the day. And if I have always struggled to remember to take the vitamins that my doctor tells me to take, by which I mean I don't take them. But these have been super easy to remember. Yeah. They're in... The cutest little... The packaging is so cute. Right. Care of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. Care of is focused on the quality, science, and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. The individual eco-friendly packs are made of compostable films, and there's tons of info on how to compost them on Care of's site. Yay, we love the environment and taking care of our bodies. I love the environment! (laughs) (laughs) So in my care of box i ordered this thing called extra batteries and it's these little packets and you like take the packet you don't even need to mix it in a drink you just take the packet in, and you put it in your mouth and then it dissolves and it has saved me from drinking a second coffee of the day in the like mid-afternoon several times now and i have to say uh it's been it's been quite nice the vitamin aisle can be confusing it's hard to know what you need and where to start which is why I love Care of so much. To get started, you just take a short online quiz and answer some questions about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle, and Care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. That was... I enjoyed it. Really fun. Because I love talking about myself. I love talking about myself. I don't know anything about any of this. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cool to like think about like, what are my goals? Oh, yeah. I would love to be more relaxed or more energized in the morning. I said I would love to have more radiant skin. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. You answer easy questions like how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? Do you follow any specialty diets? Are you concerned about your hair, skin, and nail health? And more. You can follow Care Of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. The website was really, really easy to use. Everything was very simple to set up. And again, the packaging is very cute. We have a special offer for To Ellen Back listeners for 50% off your first Care Of order. That's right. 50%. That's half off. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code 2 back 50 that's T-O-L-A-N-D-B-A-C-K-5-0. That, again, is 50% off your very first order. You go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code 2 and back 50 Care of. Not care of. Care of. Not care of either. Not care of. Care of. Care of. Care of. Like, alarm. take care of yourself. Yeah, take care of yourself. Take care of business. Take care of yep. vitamins. That. Care of. Then, oh boy, here we moments go. later, Helen is in a bathing suit. Yes. The next scene, she's <laughs> swimming in Beth's pool. Right. So is Alice, who still has her pigtails on. <laughs> As if they, they snap on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's in a little floaty. She's floating yeah. around. I like that shot of her. The yeah, area. I, I enjoyed that. Too. That was a nice shot. And that was good because I hated every other part of this scene. This yes. scene, what starts so as like, this scene 
starts off so innocuously. It's like, look, they're all having a barbecue right, in your beds. Excited. It's so cute. The whole cast is here. And you're like, oh, yay. Whenever the whole cast is here, occasionally they have fun friend conversations. And that's when I enjoy them. And Instead, Tina's not even there. So. And no, and it's great because Tina's in, again, <laughs> Vancouver. Right. Yes. <laughs> Also, the lighting in this scene was super weird. Like, this was clearly mm. in a soundstage, and it was, like, lit to be sunny, and it just didn't oh, entirely I work. That. It just felt See, off. you know so like much about Hollywood. <laughs> it just felt a little off. Although, honestly, it has Carly a pool in it, Hollywood. so, like, maybe oh maybe it was a set. No, it was a set. It was, it was a set, right? Wait, they pool? put pools was in soundstages? I mean, they, have that, they had that whole thing set up for the whole mm-hmm. So that's an indoor series. pool. Yeah. That was an indoor <laughs> pool. An indoor-outdoor pool. Wow. An outdoor pool that looks like an outdoor pool and is, in fact, indoors. So Angus is grilling. Jenny is wearing mm. multiple pasta necklaces that were made by children. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they're what? so long, too. She, they're they're like, not actually pasta necklaces, but like... they look just like pasta <laughs> necklaces. They're like actual things that she acquired from a store yeah, or a craftsperson. Yeah, they definitely cost $400. But, like, but they are absolutely, from far away, children's pasta necklaces. Yeah, like a child was like, I made it. She's like, oh, I'm going to wear it. And then she, has, she feels like obligated to make exactly. it. And we know Angelica couldn't have made it because she's too young to have made it. Right. Necklaces. She's in the scene. Angelica's even there. Really? You're like, man, yeah. they can't fuck this up. And then they she do. didn't say anything. Oh yeah. No. Um, <laughs> she's a baby. She's a baby. She's just not many thoughts on that. Yeah. So um Jenny has brought Dana some flowers that she picked herself. That was weird. Super weird. Um <laughs> it seemed like J- Dana enjoyed that though. That like was that, the only thing Dana liked. The only thing Dana liked weirdest, this whole episode. The weirdest episode. thing that happened yeah. the whole episode was Jenny, I picked some flowers from my <laughs> from my tiny just garden. For just for you. And I put them in a jar. What is Dana is she gonna take Okay. Yeah. Dana loved it. I I thought and I don't know that this is what they were going for, but I think I took from it. I was like, oh, she wants this like sort of like private support. She doesn't want everyone to like make a big deal about it. But Jenny's just like, I made you, I got you some flowers. And Dana's like, that's acceptable. Yeah. Interesting. I would say I would, I would feel the same if I were Dana. I would be really annoyed. Like, I mean, she was a bitch during the scene, but like, I would be like, please don't make me a cake about my chemotherapy. Yeah, come on. Come yeah, on, no, guys. Not good. Like, like it, and if you are, like, at least the last treatment, not the first treatment. Like, yeah. Absolutely. You should celebrate when it's over. Or like you got through this really hard thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I am make like. Make me dinner. Make I'm me, a morose yeah. person. Like, I'm a dark person, mm-hmm. right? So, like, sure. I did make a Valentine's Day cake that said trauma on it last Valentine's Day and brought it to a Valentine's Day celebration of single people. But. If I was having chemo and someone wanted to make a cake, I would want the cake to have dark humor in it. Like I'd want yeah. it to have like a skull on it or sure. something. You know what I mean? Or like a bald person. Sure. Who a, a, a drawing of someone who had person. lost their hair from chemotherapy. Yeah, like I would want like lean into it because um, everyone's no, sort of like tiptoeing around. Yeah, yeah. don't tiptoe around and try to make it happy. Like and let's yeah, be honest, scared. this yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. yeah, it just seems like they don't know how to be friends either. Because like no. okay, no one in this no yeah. one in this group knows if how to. Going through like medical treatments, it's like make me dinner, make me make, right. do my laundry, like, yeah, like come, do something well, actually helpful. helpful. I don't yeah. care about your cake. Yeah, in the middle of the day. Yes. So I want a cake at two a.m. Shane and Carmen mm. show off their matching tattoos, which is weird. And then everyone continues to talk about how the B fifty twos will be playing tonight. <laughs> and someone, someone says something. Oh, matching. Oh, okay. someone says someone says something about matching tattoos being bad. Yes. And then okay. Apropos, honestly, apropos of nothing. Apropos of, I wrote down the entire scene of Oh, dialogue. good. Okay, okay, let's do that. Alice says, okay, so so Laura and Bette bring the cake out. Yes. Alice says, Is that is that wedding cake? And then Carmen says, No, it's not wedding cake. You're just jealous. So my girlfriend and I are two gold stars that have found each other. What, what? does it mean? What? 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 First of all, what? 
Second of all, what? what? <laughs> uh, what a wedding cake goes. Yeah, that aside, did they have to I cut the script down? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> like did they, did they cut out a whole part of the scene. Like, there, that has nothing to do with that. Secondly, gold. The whole gold star thing sucks. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Gold star is if you are. Well, they I actually guess, explain yeah. that has to explain what gold stars are to. Also, Kit. Shane and then they don't isn't a gold it. star. No, she's not. Shane said she was. Yeah. She says she is, but she isn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so, Carmen says she is. Carmen speaks for her. Right. Shane has no. Oh, maybe that means now that, that Shane hasn't told Carmen about her. Life, I feel like that's probably true. Whole life. Yeah. You know, I right. think. But I feel like Shane. Oh, wow. Mm, that's a bad relationship. Oh, yes. <laughs> for many reasons. Yes. So then Bet teaches Kit what a gold star is. How, what is she, how does she say it? She, I didn't write down, but she basically says it's a person who has not slept with a member of the opposite sex. Right. Right. Which, I mean, there's so many problems with that so in problems. and of itself. But mm-hmm. then... Also, they don't seem to understand her her <laughs> criteria because they all keep being like, well, does this count? Yes. yes. I was like, I had a very sex simple, with stupid several concept. men, but they were feminine. That doesn't count. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it does. Jenny says, can I be a gold star even though I've slept with men? And no. then Shane, <laughs> Shane comes up to... First of all, that literally is, is the definition of this <laughs> yeah. thing. Yes. But sure. And then Shane... That's like put, saying, that's the color purple. Can I be the color purple, purple even though I'm blue? You're no. Like, no, it's different <laughs> colors. And then Jen, uh, Shane says, Jen... You're the Jewish star. Not great. <laughs> nope. Not great. Nope. Although the I guess the nope. writer of this episode was Jewish, so just so wanted guess, to yeah. slip that in. Yeah, I guess oh. hey, she's could say that. Gold star. Remember the Holocaust? <laughs> We're talking about gold Jewish stars. Like, are you fucking kidding me? What is happening in this episode? I just cannot believe Alice said, is that a wedding cake? And Carmen said, no, but you're jealous that we're gold stars. So also she's no being biphobic is. to Alice for no, absolutely for, yeah, no, no reason. reason. Yeah. And also the other thing. The about, line of logic made zero sense. And it's also a shitty thing to say. Like that is a lesbian. I mean, being gold star is not an achievement. Mm. It's, it's like whatever. Who cares? But also like the other thing that's shitty about it or about using it as like a badge of honor is that like sometimes people are lesbians but grew up in heteronormative society and so they yeah. slept with men like a bet for example mm-hmm. because they hadn't figured themselves out yet and why is this like yeah it's just like it's so i hate disgusting. it there's so many levels why is there so yeah some value ascribed to it right. so it's horrifically biphobic it's oh, so yeah. biphobic and, and the way they're explaining sexist. it is exactly mm-hmm. so yeah so sexist is that what you said mm-hmm I just realized I took that as a Holocaust thing, but it might have just been a regular Je- Jewish star. I think it was. I think yeah. it was a regular Jewish star, but all this talk <laughs> was making me might feel as well very Holocaust. about the Holocaust. <laughs> Look, it's it's all yeah, Jewish episode. We have, Inevitably, we we'll talk about it. We have a chemo cake. Yikes! That's a you know. That's a little we have matching tattoos. Peek into my psyche. Yeah. yeah. Look, it was gonna. It was bound to end up this way for the mm, three. Yeah. Days. Look, Look it's this just, is a bad scene. <laughs> it ends with um, oh. everyone continuing to be terrible. The Lone, St- Lone Star. This is how Lone Star comes in. Mm. That um, oh, uh, the title. Angus says star. his mom is a Lone Star because his dad is the only person his mom has ever slept with. Yes. And, and then, they're from Texas. And they're from Texas. And then that says Tina's mom is a Lone Star, which is the only. So now we know two facts about Tina's family. <laughs> One is that they lived in the suburbs. And two is that her mom had only ever slept with her dad. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is. The end, only right this is all we, we ever learned about tina's family so. <laughs> yeah. yeah um dana snaps again at laura mm. and she's gonna go lie down mm. and that's how the scene of this terrible terrible scene ends my note on the scene is i hate this what 
Yeah. What was the point? I don't understand what the point of it was. It didn't move no. the story forward at all. at all. It just seemed like a very. It felt like one of those moments where, which they do on the show sometimes, especially in the earlier seasons. in the pilot. Yeah, where they're like, let's throw in a gay term that the audience might not know. And then mm. we're going to teach the audience about it. Like nipple confidence. Right. Which never. Which was not a thing then <laughs> and continues to not be a thing. But now, now it is a thing, ironically. At, in an ironic sense, yes. However, <laughs> I do think this was probably the first time I heard the term gold star. Really? Interesting. I don't yeah. think it was the first time I had heard it. And I was like, oh. Well, I guess that's not me. Yeah, like was it you saw it and then it, you're like, oh, great, another thing another to feel thing. bad about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't care, really. really. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I know that people are get offended by it or whatever, but I just didn't really care. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't care. And even when people are like, I'm a gold star, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, right. I'm not offended by them being proud of it. I just think whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't care. This is irrelevant to everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we go to the only people that aren't at this party are Max and Billy. Not that Billy would be invited to whatever. So Max is at the planet. He's helping Billy like load in all the gear set up for the big B-52 show. Oh, and God. get high. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. smoke a joint. Which at the time was illegal in California. It exactly. was. So bad boys. This, I swear bad I thought boys, I, bad boys, I didn't go back and do each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were like other people there also working, but mm. I guess not. No, no, there's someone happened. in the background. I swear there was, right? There That's is. The okay. Yes, there is someone else there, cool. which is one of the many problems. I Well, <laughs> it, not problems, but questions I have with this scene. Yeah. Uh, Billy refers to the pool party as a chemo clam bake. Oh, great. Loved it. Just great. Uh, that we learned that Billy had a lover who was sick for three years and then died and they had been together for 12 years. Mm -hmm. I actually I think, thought that was a nice monologue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not said, the chemo clam bake part. No. Of it. <laughs> he says sometimes he still feels his breath on him. I think that the implication is that he died of AIDS, right? I is think that that's sure? what that's, I that's also thought. But I, mm -hmm. I also wish that if that was the case, they, they would said have so. said, said so. Because I think that's just like a thing that they could have done. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't it have been cool to have that conversation and not the gold star conversation? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would have been. That would have been much cooler. Because I don't even think they ever really talk about AIDS at all in the whole yeah mm -hmm. and like his character is like a gay man of a certain age it's like mm -hmm. right that's would the be thing where I was really thinking interesting at the time when I saw it I definitely thought because that was pretty much every gay man of his age like exactly. had that story yeah. so I just I think probably when I saw it then I was like oh AIDS yeah yeah and now I'm like I think it's AIDS but now you have to say mm -hmm. I guess yeah as I I think Alan Cumming is such a good actor yeah. such a good actor he yeah. does a lot on the show with a lot of crap mm -hmm. but he's great I love him so much yeah one note that I wrote is um, <clears throat> he walks up to Max and greets him as hey Max you're getting muscles which is <laughs> totally normal way to greet somebody <laughs> absolutely would you say that two doses of testosterone <laughs> and do you think Max has been like lifting any weights do you think he just took two doses of testosterone and just has muscles I think he has the same amount of muscles as he did because that actor, you know, had the same muscles the whole time. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh but it's exposition. It's meant to be like, like how's the testosterone yeah, going? We're talking about tea. Yes, which I did bring some testosterone if you want to do an experiment. Ooh, what's the experiment? 
Um, I can apply it. Okay. okay. It's the gel. It's not, it's not the shots. Okay. And, um, and then we can see if I um, turn into just like a horny, aggressive monster immediately. Yeah. And you just start like knocking what, things over. Which is what the L word <laughs> seems to think happens. Right. Yes. And then we're going to fuck, all of us are going to fuck on yes. the kitchen counter. Exactly. Yes. Each other. It's going to become a really weird podcast. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I'll put it on and then um, you are going to have to like <laughs> restrain me like a werewolf. Apparently. <laughs> No, but I did. I do remember I watching rope. this as a kid and being like, "Oh, I guess that's what testosterone does to yeah, you." Yeah, I remember that I sucked. Yeah, being like, "Wow." Too. Well, because so there was this show, and then there was one episode of This American Life that had a trans guy on it mm-hmm. who basically said the same thing. Yeah, I remember that. I, he was like, "Oh yeah, turn me into a sexist. I got to look at women's butts all the time mm-hmm. or whatever." Like, this yeah, is not. And as an eighteen-year-old like trans kid, I was like, "Oh, I guess I can never go on testosterone." Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be a monster. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's why that's bad. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This was sure I. Is. I bought all of it because this is all I ever knew. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I definitely had trans friends at the time this was mm-hmm. airing, and no one was behaving like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, there was part of me that was like, "This is what the show is saying. This is the reality I've seen with my friends," and then probably just like didn't interrogate it any further. But like, right. this is bad this mm-hmm. is not a good thing to put in the tv show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't not not cool not cool guys and it's also bad because it makes like max is cheating on jenny mm-hmm. oh they're they're monogamous yeah oh not good but of course he's horny he can't help he his can't actions help <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we're talking i feel like it's bad also because it kind of reinforces like sexism being okay yeah. you know because it's like oh well if testosterone makes you do these things then like cis men can't help themselves exactly. right? it's like that's not good no i do love the sex scene though i think it's so hot <laughs> and i have so many questions about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like another like strap on physics question yes yes it is actually <laughs> oh my god we should we need to do like an ask a queer engineer about strap on physics on the l word we must know one we, we definitely do <laughs> yeah no we had a column called ask a queer engineer and laura mondanos do you remember yeah her? yeah and she would investigate various situations okay we're gonna here's one we're gonna yeah we're what, gonna are your, what are your what are your questions mal here's my question <laughs> um well i like here's let me tell you what i like first okay. i like that billy just got the condom and the lube just ready to go. Like he like went into work. Like he's like, I'm getting fucked. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't understand what he needed the condom for in this scene, but like maybe just like hygiene. I don't I really think know. hygiene. Yeah. yeah also just cause it's hot. I feel like it's ripping a condom open yeah, with his teeth, which you're not supposed to do. And if he had the packer or <laughs> dildo in his pants, like it could have like clothing fuzz. Sure. I don't know. It just feels like you might as well. A condom would be a good Sure, sure. Which sure. leads me to my next right, question. Right, right. <laughs> we talked about this. Just Tom Welcome was on to last week. It was like queer I... physics corner. <laughs> yes, you came to work, <laughs> right. and you've just had an erect silicone penis yeah. in your uh-huh. pants the entire time. <laughs> that you, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, for me, I'm like, okay, well, when I've even packed with like a flaccid situation, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a little like, oh, are people looking? You know? Yeah. And so I cannot imagine a world in which I step out of my house and it's just like full erect dildo just like and i'm like well just going to work here i go gonna go load in some lights wait and maybe i'm wrong aren't there packers that can become erect sure but did they they show him doing that and also did those exist in 2006 yeah okay cool yeah i don't know maybe it was like a pack and play which by the way is a very different thing if you're looking for child stuff you know if you're looking if you you have (laughs) a kid i thought it was I was like, I assumed, I assumed a pack and play that's was a thing that could be down or around. No, it is. But if you're like maybe Googling stuff for your like, you know, uh, 
pregnant sister or something, pack yeah. and play, different thing. Totally different thing. Also, <laughs> FTM means first time mom in some communities. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> so funny. Wow. Um, but yeah, also Gabby, uh, my partner, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Noted bisexual. Gabby Don. Noted bisexual. Uh, Gabby Don. She was like, because I could be wrong about this, but I'm like, I don't think that like we really do that. Like the Shane situation made sense because I was like, it's nighttime. She drove straight there, whatever. But I was like, I don't think. I would never go in the daytime with a big heart on. And Gabby was like, well, this show made me think that that's what you guys do. <laughs> so I thought that that was a possible propaganda. cool it thing that we could try. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> like, um, this has been an ongoing, an ongoing physics debate on this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last three episodes have all raised questions in this mm-hmm. department. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no answers. No answers. Mm-hmm. Just thousands of deceived young queer people across the planet. Mm-hmm. Really unrealistic expectations of what their sex lives would be. Yeah, walking into coffee shops in broad daylight with dildo fully erect in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like doing something up here. Yeah. So like the crotch is at eye level. <laughs> yeah, and my other question is what happened to the other coworker? Because she was right there. <laughs> Where did that person go? They're just fucking in the middle of the restaurant in the middle of the afternoon. Also, he just goes straight into it. Yeah. You know, here was no warming up. It's like, no. nope, this is going right in your butt. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's what the tea does, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah. you know, we're shooting it up, doing the tea. Shoot up the tea. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was good choreography for Mount Cumming, though. <laughs> yes, for sure. So Those are all my questions. Then we go back to our favorite place. Ugh. Real Vancouver. Real Vancouver. Vancouver OG. Where Tina and Josh are just yucking it up. God, this is so fucking boring. Tina's like sitting on him. Her, it's gross. I don't have a problem <laughs> with gratuitous sex. Oh, oh God, no. Okay, I have a problem that he says that they're going to need the body double again because or they're going to have to cut a scene, a sex scene. And then he says that it's just gratuitous anyway. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you for even having a gratuitous sex scene. Fuck Peabody Shaolin for allowing that to continue. I don't care if it's 2006. I'm angry. <laughs> Only sex scenes that move the story <laughs> along. <laughs> If you're that man making a film, mm. fuck you. Mm-hmm. Other people, I would give a pass. For example, the L word. <laughs> exactly. Let's go to the pool party. Remember this, Aria? Oh, you mean our third date when you finger fucked me at the opera before telling me you didn't think we were right for each other? Oh, and then you had just met a stray girl that you thought you might fall in love with. No, I don't remember a thing. Damn. Zing. It was very good. That was a great line. Great and line. Great line reading by yeah. Misha Haley. Yeah. And then Lara's like going to go talk to Alice about how Dana's being a meanie and she feels really lost. And Alice is like, Dana really needs you. And she's like, Dana really needs you. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Lara's like spiraling out, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lara. I guess it's not weird. Yeah. Lara's spiraling, but I did feel like Alice was being very... My notice, they really normalize emotional abuse on this show. Mm-hmm. They sure do. <laughs> I, yeah, I was wondering about that. I do feel like Dana starts to edge into a little abusiveness, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not not all, but like... Not all, but like edging into it, you know? So Dana goes inside, and Bet goes with her and walks her through, like, a meditation mm-hmm. or relaxation yes. exercise. Yeah. Where, like, Dana... that scene was so boring. Yeah. Was so it was boring. so boring. It was, so she, boring. it was like she transports to the set of Lost, basically. Yeah. She's like in a field. She's like in a field. You know when they're like trying to walk around the island trying to find something yeah, yeah, else yeah. and they're in that big field which is also where Jurassic Park was filmed. It's in Hawaii. I went to it. 
There's the shot where she's laying in the field. And then there's the shot where she's like moving. <laughs> and it looks. I didn't watch it. I, I was. Okay. She's I took that the opportunity field, to go to the And then she's like bathroom. walking. And it looks. I thought it was going to reveal that she was like riding on a horse. Because oh. of the way she was moving. <laughs> she might as well have been. But it just didn't never revealed anything. It looked like she was either gliding or riding on a horse and not walking. Anyway, this is really confusing and very stupid. <laughs> I'm really happy for Dana that she got to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it was only in her mind. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> so we go back to Vancouver and Josh and Tina are hooking up in a trailer. Ugh. And then just, oh, God. I'm you know, I never thought that you were queer. You're way too hot for that. <laughs> You're so not a lesbian. And then she's like, shut up. And then he keeps saying it. And so she knocks him onto the ground. Yeah. You didn't feel like a lesbian just now. She's yeah. like, God damn it. Why couldn't you just shut up and fuck me? Yeah. You are cool. ignorant and you couldn't shut your fucking dumb mouth. I mean, an experience we've all had. Yeah. Where you're just like, just stop talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, this could be fine. Yeah, yeah. This would be fine if you would yeah. shut up. Um, I continue to hate Josh. Yeah. 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 It sucks. I, I felt that with Tina because I, I thought that actor was cute. And then I was like, no. I actually liked up. this scene and I liked how Tina handled yeah, yeah. The situation it's a good. lot yeah which i was surprised by yeah. yeah i was surprised by how pleased i was with this scene. me too yes plus because seeing him get knocked on the ground was great it was also one of the only times they used the word queer so, which was yeah jarring. which is weird interesting it was a straight white sister yeah. saying it yeah, yeah having it come out of his mouth is interesting Oof. that's yeah. weird but whatever uh the back to the planet Billy is doing lines Just on the table the middle of the fucking lines place. on is yeah. there a song that goes like that uh, cocaine by Eric or Clapton. Line on the mirror. It's a song you sent me. Line on the yeah. yeah. Oh, I can find out what that was. It was from Party Monster. I think. Mm. <laughs> a great film. A great film. A Party film that Monster. really influenced who I was <laughs> in college. Interesting. Whoops. Uh, Kit's like you're a sad and selfish mess. So yeah. bye. Which oh, I, I, I we forgot to talk about earlier how Billy was so mean to Kit about like I didn't yeah. have to bottom out to oh, become. Yeah, mean. he's remember he's he, was, a, he was an asshole. He was yeah. shitty to her. He's on episode. a real self-sabotage train, yeah, I feel. Yeah. Ellen Cummings like, I got to get off this show. He's like, wow, this <laughs> is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. I got to go back to New York immediately. Oh, it wasn't boy. even his dialogue. He just went scorched earth on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All improvised. All improvised mean things to say to kids. Yeah. Back at Shenny's. Uh, this scene is like, um, there's a lot of screen caps of this scene. I think because mm. like they're both wearing white and they're in a white bed, so it looks nice. It looks together. like that that um, poster that everyone had, every okay. queer girl had in her yeah, the kiss. In college, the kiss. <laughs> yeah, I get Shane's not wet. I think is what's happening here, yeah, right? That's what I think. Is oh, I thought it was that Shane couldn't come. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Well, both. Either, Either way, trouble in paradise. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. yeah. Either way, Carmen is taking it personally. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a shot where Shane like zeroes in on the tattoo on Carmen's neck. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you guys thought this was a good idea. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are dumb. Now, was she turned off because of the commitment stuff or was she turned off because she's like, that's clearly infected? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. I hope someone's concerned about that and they have some yeah. kind of ointment that they're going to put on it. I hope so too. I hope there's ointment. Mm-hmm. I hope there's ointment. I always hope there's ointment. <laughs> Three Jews. What do we want? Ointment. ointment. <laughs> it's important to moisturize things and it's also important to make sure that nothing's getting infected. <laughs> it's your Jewish grandparents. Oh boy. So oh. we Alice wakes up. Dana! <laughs> <laughs> 
smash cuts to Dana crying in agony with yeah. Laura. And they get in a huge fight. And Laura's hair is bananas in the scene. I'm what like, is it doing? I, it looks almost like it's like if you're sleeping with braids in, so you'll have curly hair the next day. It kind of looked like, but also some of it it didn't wasn't braids. It was I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Whatever. Who knows? They're Maybe going through a lot right now. Reese. Sorry, sorry. I should just leave them alone. I'm not her nurse. I'm not her mother. <laughs> <laughs> also, Laura is her she? nurse right now. Yeah, because Laura's. she won't let anyone else help her. She's her nurse. She's her mother. She's her child. She's her Meredith Brooks song. Yeah. She's <laughs> and and Dana's like, why don't you just go Isn't to Paris? Isn't that what that song's about? Yeah, it's I'm about your nurse. I'm, I'm your mother. mother I'm, I'm your lesbian child. lover. <laughs> I begged you a cake. You do not feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your what is it? I'm Hell. your I'm your dream. Um, um, but your dream was actually you walking, walking alone in, in the field, field of flowers. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go to Paris for a cooking class. <laughs> yeah, Dana like kicks Lara out, which is I, this scene was not related. I mean, I understand being embarrassed about being sick and hating the whole situation, but I would be so terrified to that be there alone. Was no one to take care of. Yeah, me. Like, going yeah. through chemotherapy alone, alone, yeah. not not wise. Also, maybe a self-sabotage thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? so, She's like, you're yeah. caring about me and I don't care about myself right now. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Not nice. Alice is going to the landfill. To Alice fight. goes to the fucking landfill to look for this. This is like a shameless B, po- B plot. Mm-hmm. But I guess this it's is like a-, a D plot. Like there's so much happening in this episode and none of it's good. Mm-mm. I think you should take, uh, this is just, listen, take, take this criticism as you will. <laughs> okay. I think that you should take Reese yelling, Dana! <laughs> and use that for other things <laughs> i think that's a great idea okay. i think you should just, just pop like, that in every like now and again early seasons when you were screaming tina <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she goes to the landfill and she asks the guy there for the dana fairbanks cutout, and he goes oh the lesbian tennis player she doesn't work here <laughs> she don't work here honey <laughs> and i was like fine that's funny he, he says that probably it's in the landfill in whittier and she's like okay i guess i'm gonna go to whittier what what does anyone have a job? <laughs> who's, who's manning the radio show? Yeah. Who's saying ridiculous things publicly yeah. on a live show right now? But she's yeah. out in Whittier what, looking yeah. for the cutout. What is KCRW doing without Alice? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Probably putting good Probably shows. Probably just playing music. Air. Probably just playing music. Yeah. Playing Easy Girl. Playing Shane and Carmen fucking. So... Back at Shenny's, Shane and Carmen have found the needles. Dun, dun, dun. And they want to know who is doing illegal piercings. Well, they they ask Max what's up with Jenny. Yeah. Because they think Jenny is doing Doing heroin. Doing drugs, I guess. Shooting it up. Shooting up heroin. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Max's program of testosterone. (laughs) Quote. Quote, unquote. Shooting me up with it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Jenny's been shooting me up with it. Good Max impression. I'm, Thank cha- you. I'm, I'm changing myself from female to male. <laughs> That's what he says. Yes, he, yeah, he exactly does say what he that. Says. Yeah. Carmen is visibly yeah. uncomfortable with oh, everything yes. that is happening. Oh, yes. yeah. Which is a bummer. You know what else, though? Who just leaves needles lying around the house? <laughs> That's not good. I don't care what the needle was used for. You just shouldn't mm-hmm. leave, leave a line around. Now, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, Max, I guess, slaps Carmen on the back or does something, rev- some revelry. Like, oh, it's cool. Totally and, didn't even catch And it. Carmen goes, 
that's strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Everyone's obsessed with Max's muscles. Yeah. Max, which don't exist. Max <laughs> hulked out between the previous episode and this one somehow. Right. Which yeah. you are, you cannot tell from any visible no. clues. No. So they have to tell you. Also, this is the first time I think that Max says, I've always been uncomfortable in my body, mm. which is the only thing that Max ever says about being trans through the whole show. Like he wow. just says that over Whoa. and over and over and over again. Like he, yeah. that line, he says, at least 10 times. Right. That was the extent, it seems, of the writer's understanding of... Of the trans experience. Yes. Yeah. Seems like, I don't know, maybe if they had had a trans person consult on this, they could have had more what? of a rich interior life than that. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me get this correct here. Yeah. I just feel it bears repeating you're saying mm-hmm. that what the show was missing was some sort of trans writer or trans consultant perspective. A trans perspective. Yes, perhaps. Wow. I, I'm Incredible. not, listen. Wow. I'm not the expert. Wow. Yeah. But it just seems like. So you're telling me people who have <laughs> lived a certain experience yeah. should be the ones writing those mm-hmm. stories so that they feel authentic and genuine yes. and not horrifying. I, yes, that wow. I would say that. What and a remarkable idea. Seems like something a group of lesbians writing a lesbian show would think about. Would think about, yeah. doesn't it? Yes. Guess not. Anyway. Nope. <laughs> We go to Jenny. She's in New York with, with her Pete editor. Pete Pete Pete. <laughs> uh, she's like, wow, this book is great, but it needs a ton of work. Yeah. She's like, I have a problem with your journey or the lack of one. Basically saying she's like romanticizing cutting. And she reads a line of Jenny's book that actually isn't bad. No, I thought it was good. Yeah. But she reads it in a really mocking tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was bad. And she's like, you're making cutting appealing to people. And the book should be is missing your strength. It's not about how you thrived. It's just how you survived, which was like the tagline of our auto struggle fundraiser. Like we don't just want to survive. We want to thrive. So mm-hmm. I related to that. Thanks, mm-hmm. Eve. So, yes. Thanks, Eve. And first of all, this is such bullshit because they asked Jenny to change her book from a novel yeah. to a memoir. And mm-hmm. then she's like, I don't like your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fully on team Jenny in this scene. She's oh, like, you bought the book, asked me to change everything about it. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, this is what happened to me. Yeah. Okay, as someone from the literary world, Reese, <laughs> yes. oh. would this happen? Would they buy your book and then be like, Completely would they buy it first and it? then, yeah, and be like, well, you have to change the whole thing? I feel like yeah. they would. Dang. Not change the whole thing, but change, like, change yeah, it from there would fiction be, yeah. to, to nonfiction? Yeah, Whew, they wow. could do that. But that would be, I mean, honestly, the thing that about this scene that was, unless publishing has changed dramatically since I was working in publishing, that the agent and the editor were in the same office. Like the agent is in a, agents are at agencies and right. editors are at mm-hmm. the publisher's the publisher. office. And later it seems like they're all in the same office. Yeah. I didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. But like also, obviously this is not the right editor for her book. Clearly. Mm-hmm. And also like the agent shops your book to different editors. You know yes. what I mean? Like to different editors at different publications. Mm-hmm. It's not like a publication bought, like the publisher didn't buy it. Like they, they're pitching it to a specific editor who either is like, I'm going to take this on or like, I have another editor at this publisher who might want to take it on or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's, I love this scene for Mia Kirshner. I feel like it's Mia Kirshner at her best when she's mm-hmm. like very like, like meekly, but also like adorably like, can I have this binder? Great. This is mine. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I really enjoyed Jenny in this scene very much. Yeah. And she's like, and then she says, fuck you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which so I loved. Good. Because that it's is great. Jenny's fucking experience. Yeah. You know? Fuck I you. Know. Yeah. yeah. You can't and like, tell her that she, how she's supposed to survive rape. Right. Or what thriving looks like for yeah. her. Yeah. Exactly. Where do you get off Eve Ensler? Leave Jenny alone. Leave Jenny alone. 
over at Dana's. Alice is there. Uh-huh. And Dana is like, Laura left and she's framing it like she abandoned her out of the blue (laughs) and wouldn't support her and doesn't love her and felt that her cooking class in Italy was more important. Paris. Paris, whatever. And I was thinking about the Olive Garden training. Yeah, the Institute de Tuscano. Yeah. (laughs) In the hills of Italy. Um, It's a real place. That's where all the Olive Garden dishes are made. Hmm. Um, (laughs) I think that's really funny. And Alice is also completely calling her out on being like such a bully to and abusive to Lara, but it's not calling her. I mean, no, I guess. Yeah, she is. But like Dana is just like playing like full victim (laughs) in a situation that she... Is yeah. very much at fault. For yeah, it. and this is complicated because she's going through something horrible. She is, mm-hmm. and but like she absolutely was so abusive to Lara and was like absolutely got rid of her on mm-hmm. her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't believe she left me, and Alice is like, I can. And I was like, because we, I, I think it's kind of bullshit that we think that if you're going through something hard, you're allowed to be, yeah, like you're gonna be. Mm-hmm. stressed you're gonna be quicker to anger you're gonna be more like you're gonna be you're not gonna be a good girlfriend if you're going through something like this for mm-hmm. sure and that's okay that's okay mm-hmm. but like i can't think of anything anyone can go through where it's okay to use your partner as a punching bag no, it's never can't. okay yeah it doesn't matter what you're going through i know we've talked about this in other episodes but also she like kind of isolated lara as like the only person that mm-hmm. she yeah. would even attempt to rely on so she was like really bearing the brunt of everything yeah yeah, yeah and and also like it's like if Lara's not in a good place, like how can she even be there for you? Yeah. So if totally. you're making her have this horrible experience, then you're also kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. yeah. And Alice is like, listen, you have love, you have friends and family, you have insurance. Mm, like yeah. this could be a lot worse. And also you should come with me to the B-52s. Hey, are the B-52s playing tonight? <laughs> the B-52s are playing tonight. Where are they playing? The planet. Holy shit. And Alice says that she'll take care of her. Mm-hmm. And that was sweet. Yeah, that was yeah. Sweet. And when I was watching this originally, I was like, I hope they get back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird that like Alice's romantic feelings seem to just sort of vanish for Dana. I think she still has them, but yeah, they're maybe subsumed by the bigger problem. Yeah, of Dana possibly dying. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, does is it like kind of like are we supposed to believe that like Alice has moved on and is like friendship with Dana is more important or like? Or are we supposed to be like, well, Dana is desexualized because she's sick? Like, you know, is like that the Probably implication? Both. I feel like maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, I feel like a little bit of both. I think that I feel like Dana, Alice does still have feelings for Dana, but it's yeah. just not the time for I, anyone to be making those kinds of decisions. Place. She's so. like, I don't want to make this more complicated. Yeah. yeah. And they were close friends before they dated. So mm-hmm. I feel like she's, if anything, just reverting back to like a place mm-hmm. of just like caring about her friend and pushing the other stuff aside, perhaps. But. Yeah. It could be more complicated, but why would we explore that on this show? We have other things <laughs> yeah, to why? We have to go back to New York. We do. I will say that this is confusing because agents and editors don't share offices. Those yeah. are different businesses. Mm. <clears throat> um, also, Eve Ensler's character's name is Nev, which is just <laughs> Eve with an N on the beginning of it, <laughs> which is hilarious. And like, I'm like, did I come up with that character name? Because that's about how clever my character names ever are. Mm-hmm. And uh, the agent's like, uh, th- I matched you guys up because I thought that this would be a good match. And she's like, it's my story, but you need a new editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was resolved. Great. Glad we went to New York for this. <laughs> How could I hate you, my dear? Your story is my story. <laughs> That's what Eve Ensler said. <laughs> oh. Now what's Shetty going to do? 
what's she going to do? She'll get a new editor. That's what they make it seem like they're just going to give her a new editor. Yeah. 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 Then, oh my God. <laughs> we got Did the you planet. know that the planet has a concert tonight and it's the B-52? Everyone who's <laughs> waiting outside to hear the concert is losing their goddamn minds. Mm-hmm. Like, Everyone looks like they just took poppers. Everyone is screaming. (laughs) They're like, oh my God, the B-52s. Yeah. But I love that they're like, the B-52s, B-52s. The scene starts with the Scissor Sisters song. (laughs) (laughs) I like heard it playing and I was like, that's not the (laughs) B-52s. Like I get it. They haven't come on yet. It's like whatever. But I just thought that was funny. And this is another scene where it's like, oh my God, the whole gang's together. All they do is say terrible things the whole time they're together. (laughs) (laughs) So like they established that Lara left Dana like Shane and Carmen are there. Angus and Kit are there. Alice shows up with Dana and they've like roped off a special area so, so that, that she can sit and not be like jostled around by the crowd. She's still healing from surgery and is very weak from chemo. So that's, that was cute. That was like oh, a yeah. cute little moment. And Alice is like, I'm the booby guard. Planet is accessible, is accessible if you call ahead and know the owner. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not great. No, I, don't, <laughs> I, I feel like it probably was only because she called sure, ahead sure. and, and knows the owner. Yeah. <laughs> and so Alice, as her on her way in, um, Max is working the door. She feels Max's arms and then later released her friends that Max uh, is practically a man. <laughs> That's right. what it is. It's arm strength. Yes. Perceived arm girth. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yes. Was yes. She, had she felt his arms prior to this evening? Was she, was she consistently feeling his arms was every time she, she saw him? She was measuring them. I believe she, the line, I believe she was, because the line is Max's arms are getting too big, getting too big. Oh. They're like man arms. So getting too big, which implies that she's been checking she's been on a regular basis. Sure. Huh. So we just haven't seen those scenes with the, with the, with measuring the checking. Tape. Yeah, yeah. She's been like this. And then she's like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Oh. I to, I, I, yeah. Before so, I could just use the one hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and this shows us that Alice believes that there's something called man arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, yeah. There's only one type of special arm and it's Muppet arms. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, her friend is a famous lesbian tennis player who has like the tiniest little arms that a they tennis player no has ever played on with. Arm strength, on sure. The yeah, show. no one here knows about arm strength. They shouldn't be speaking to it. I just thought of the line as Max's arms are getting too big. They're like Muppet arms. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if Max is transitioning into yeah, a Muppet. Muppet. Yeah, <laughs> that would add such an incredible element to the show. It would. Instead, they all say terrible things. Well, first Kit goes outside, and oh that, my god, this was like. This was a scene like when you have in a movie, if you have like a guardian angel or you have like yeah. a ghost friend, you know what I mean? And this you look across exactly the street what it and your like. ghost friend is on the oh, other side of the wearing street, all white, wearing all white. Yes. He got a manicure. He has all white nails yeah. and he's like smoking or drink drinking, right? He has a little he's, cocktail or something. I don't remember what he was holding. It's like a bag he's of stuff. leaning against a car. Yes. Not his car. Because Not then his he car. Walked away. This, yes. this was, this is like a like he died when you see your guardian angel for the last time. <laughs> And they wave goodbye to you from across. Like, you're a grown-up now. You can't have an imaginary friend yeah, anymore. You you're, to, on your you own. you're on your own. Yeah. This is goodbye, Alan Cumming, and also rest in peace, Billy Blake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and she she nods to him, like, come on inside. And he's like, no, no I can't I do can't that. I can't because exactly. I'm a ghost. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely thought the same thing. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> he's, he's standing in ghost saying goodbye pose. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Leaning against a car with across one, the street. Like yep. Yeah, Reese is reenacting the pose, yes. and it's accurate yes. ghost pose. <laughs> Controversial <laughs> opinion: they were uh-huh. setting Alan coming up for a spinoff. Uh huh. What happened to Billy Blake? Go- a ghost 
nightclub programmer, ghost uh, promoter. I would watch that. I would yeah, watch, I would the, watch the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, I would. Maybe solves crimes too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? And he has does lots kick. of cocaine. He has a sidekick <laughs> named Max. Max <laughs> and Billy go somewhere. They move to ghost another hunters. city. Yeah. They're hunting ghosts. Max They're doing is, cocaine. Max's They're superpower fucking. is that he can change from having just normal pants to an erect dildo at any moment. <laughs> Max's arms get massively yeah. huge in every episode. He has like incredible Hulk arms. <laughs> I wish they had given Max like fake arms for the like scene, like big, like big, yeah, big prosthetic, like muscles. under a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah like his t-shirt was yeah. like ripping open. They did a, they did like a close up on his t-shirt. And it was like bulging muscles. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. fucking god. Anyway, so Billy died. It's really sad. that no yeah. one talks about it. No one talked about it. <laughs> So then we go, we go back in um, this. So there's only three good parts of this entire episode, right? The first was flower duet finger yeah. fucking. That was good. Yes. The second was, what was the other part that you said you liked Carly before this scene? Well, I liked when she, um, Tina kicks Josh's ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. We liked when Jenny said, fuck you to vagina mm-hmm. monologue. Yeah. And I like the Max and Billy sex scene, but I'm biased. Yeah. That's <laughs> also, that's also one of Drew's favorite sex scenes. Like when we were ranking the Drew? Yeah. When we were ranking the yeah. sex scenes for Autostraddle, Drew scene. was like, why wasn't every, no one else gave a 10 to the Max and Billy Blakey in the planet scene? I was like, sorry, no. Um, <laughs> Billy invented FOMO. She was like, that's FOMO. one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah. Billy invented FOMO. And Kit said fag Munchausen syndrome, which I'm still, <laughs> I'm still laughing about. <laughs> 10 years later. And then, um, the other good part of this scene is that, so this is, first of all, Tina went to Vancouver to work on the set, did not tell Bet Didn't that this Bet. was Josh Becker's film. Whew. So yes. Bet yeah. finds out in the moment. Via Helena. Via Helena, because Helena's like, yeah, Josh just has these big ideas and, you know. It's amazing to, that he that men like that can get hired, even though they clearly can't stay it within is amazing. budget. Yeah, we have to send a woman him. to Canada mm. to rein in his ideas to be with the grizzly bears. <laughs> and then Bet says she had to go up to Canada to be with fucking Josh Becker. And Angus goes, who's fucking Josh Becker? Beck goes, Tina. Great line. Excellent. (laughs) Honestly. For all the other problems I have with this script, that was genius. Perfect. Perfect. Brilliant. Yeah. A++ to that 15 seconds. One line diet. Loved it. Who's fucking Josh Becker? Tina. (laughs) Brilliant. And then um, he's having a sex change. Oh, yeah. Moira's becoming a man. These are things that are said. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yes. And yeah. Then, and she then, doesn't trust what Max yeah. is doing. Yeah. That's which Carmen about Shane's feelings. Yeah. Yes. Which, which I was, don't think is true. I don't think that's true either. I don't think that's true. I think true. That those are Carmen's feelings. I think that's massive projection on the part of Carmen. But Shane doesn't correct her or say anything. Really, mm-hmm. so. It does seem as though no one here knows anything about trans people At besides all. what they read in apparently an article that Alice that wrote for Alice LA, wrote. LA Magazine that was... Sounds like like a trans 101. Trans 101. Like trans men exist. This is some stuff that you can do. Right. And then she also says like she refers to it as gender reassignment surgery. Right. And they and then Carmen starts to recap the article. Oh, yeah. In in a really bad way. In a, <laughs> she was like, you know, it was about like these women who want to become men. And so they like Oof. take testosterone and da da da. And then they like cut their hair, which. Look around. Like, that's... <laughs> what? <laughs> they cut their hair? Like, Shane's hair is short in the scene that you're in right yeah. now. Yeah, Jenny's also, hair was short. Yeah, Carmen's never... Uh, clearly, Carmen's never met a trans man, and... Uh, it seems like Carmen's never heard of trans people, aside from this article this that Alice article. wrote. Right. Alice, yeah. a cis person, wrote. Yes. Also, like, 
trans men can have long hair? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you no, talking about? Absolutely not. Binary yeah, gender no. means hair length. Hair is short. Included. Yeah. Hair yes. short. Yeah. Yes. That's what you do. Um, that's the big. That's the. That's I think the that's the beginning moment. of a of any transition is cutting your hair. Sure. I or cut my hair. hair. I cut my hair the day of my senior prom. Mm-hmm. I had long that hair when I beginning. went to school that day, and then I, when I showed up for the prom, I had short hair. Wow, cool. Yeah, it was pretty badass. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like they put a lot of transphobic stuff in likable characters' mouths, which mm-hmm. I did not like. Nope. Um, but at the time when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna have like a correcting moment where they're all <laughs> like, like a teaching moment." <laughs> I thought that this is what it was leading up to, and I never got it. <laughs> Nope, still still waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And then Carmen's continued discussion of this article leads to her saying that it, they cut off their tits. Oh, yes. And, and then Dana leaves. This has nothing to do with Dana. No, it doesn't. Nope. They wanted to counterpose the storylines, mm-hmm. though. How dare someone talk about medical transition around well, someone who yeah. has cancer? What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, they they misgender. They keep they keep misgendering. Oh yeah, him in the scene in a way that is like mind boggling. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean they keep which I mean like everyone but just, Shane misgenders yeah. him for the rest of the series. Yeah, interesting. So Dana's so offended by this, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. And and as soon as Carmen says it, she's like, oh shit, this is so stupid. This I hated so it so awful. much. It doesn't really make any bad. sense. This whole scene is a nightmare. And and she, then Dana's gonna elbow her way out, which yeah. is not safe for her no not good not healthy and then shane looks at carmen and is like why the fuck did you say that <laughs> first time shane speaks up this episode <laughs> that's shane's only word. line the whole episode <laughs> carmen keeps putting transphobic words in shane's <laughs> mouth and shane doesn't say anything and yeah. then looks at carmen and goes why the fuck did you say that yeah. yeah oh my god maybe dana was so offended that carmen was saying cut their tits off because dana was like well that's not that's not an, an appropriate thing to say it's gonna make a lot of people not want to get top surgery mount baby mount watching <laughs> and dana was like well i am very offended by this and, st- and had nothing to do with cancer yeah. dana was offended like, the way you're misgendering very transphobic stop misgendering max yes. this is unacceptable <laughs> And then she goes and walks the streets of Los Angeles <laughs> as the B-52s continue to play a very upbeat sounding yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but first she says, leave me alone. And Alice says, you're not alone. Mm. Great. Great. But she is alone. Because all of her <laughs> friends are transphobic and she doesn't want to be around them. Dana is such a good <laughs> trans ally that she yeah. has to leave. Yeah, she is. She's like, I cannot stand for this for one more second. We missed the part on her way out where she like put her hand on Max's giant arms and was like, I support you. <laughs> They you cut know, that they scene. Must have cut that. They must have cut that out. Yeah, they cut that. Max is deleted. Giant scene. arms. No Max, visual cues. Max's arms are so big he can't fit through the yeah, door. They really hit a wall with that actor. They were like, "Oh, okay, so this is about not, it, huh? This you're is not going to transition or, or go on testosterone or anything. So we're just going to glue some little goatee stuff, oh, and we're going to make a lot of references in the script to your arms getting too big. Yeah, these arms are far too big. These are outside regulation. These arms. Yeah. <laughs> Max's arms are too big, right? Isn't that the line earlier? They're too big. They're yeah, too big. They're getting too big. They're getting too big. What the fuck does bad. that mean? Is there a limit on how big someone's arms can be? On the L word, apparently there is. Well, everyone does have tiny little arms on the show. You know, the other thing that was really misleading, and this isn't the transphobia <laughs> part of it, but I thought that testosterone was going to make me muscly. <laughs> <laughs> are you rubbing the gel directly on your biceps? You are supposed to rub it uh, on your like upper shoulders, but but it doesn't but that's make not what muscles just grow. It's not like just like it's not like a miracle grow where you, you like still have to put go to it the on gym. a muscle. If anything, it's made me chubbier. 
I, there's no additional muscles happening. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you're probably are you are you rub- you have to rub it on your. Muscles? I need Jenny to do it. <laughs> yeah, you need Jenny to shoot you up. I'm not doing it right. She could massage the gel yeah, into your muscles, and yeah, then, then the muscles like, will visibly. Like, yeah. she'll like do it, and, and then she'll take her Alice hand away and watch the muscles yeah. get bigger, and then she'll be like. I'm so excited about what we're doing. <laughs> and then you're gonna be, then you're uh, in the very agitated state at this point. Yes, yeah. very agitated. So and angry. You're super mad at her and you're like, it's my muscle. <laughs> <laughs> then you turn green and you roam the streets yes. looking for villains. Yeah. And That's ma- like what they, they were like, Max is the Hulk. Like, yeah. They Mark should have Ruffalo had Mark Ruffalo play Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is hot. He's I, hot. I do think he's hot. We he's- didn't, Someone else played the Hulk originally, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. That doesn't make Which sense to me. Which is terrible casting. Yeah, he has small arms. He's, <laughs> he's not a person I think of as they like, They should have wait. had Daniela C. or Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not a trans man. No, definitely not a <laughs> no, trans no, no, no. man. No. Absolutely not. Daniela C. or Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> probably go in for the same parts. Yeah, they go in for the same parts Yeah, they probably do go in for the same parts. So the episode ends with a slow dissolve of Dana's I was so mad by this part. I couldn't even watch the ending. Slow dissolve to Alice walking through amongst the trash in the landfill, looking for Dana. Like, Dana, Dana. Like, she's going to hear her. It was a metaphor for the episode. Yeah. Walking through a landfill looking for Dana. Just with Dana at the planet? This is like the next Some amount of time has passed because that was nighttime (laughs) and this is daytime. Okay, okay. And time is a flat circle. Yeah. Um, And we see Dana buried under some trash, but Alice doesn't. Ooh, fade to black. That's the episode. I wish that this was the end of the parallels between these two storylines. And it's and it's not. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. And it only gets worse from here. Mm-hmm. I know we said this was our this is not our least favorite because there's so many more horrible things coming. Mm-hmm. This might be I think it might be my least favorite one we've recapped so far. I think so, too. But like we haven't. Right. Recap the rest of the season. Yeah. There's not a lot of fun moments in this no. one. <laughs> and honestly, all the things that we said, called out that were our favorites were all the like the funniest or most fun moments. Mm-hmm. I like when the show is like a little whimsical. Yeah. It's about yeah. friendship. It's yeah. campy. And drama. It's yeah. The yeah. friendship parts were all bad. Mm-hmm. They had Normally, like every yeah. they had like biphobia. They had transphobia. They probably had, probably had some cancer phobia. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, you could make the argument that it's like, oh, so you're saying that anyone with some sort of like terminal illness, it just becomes a monster. Like, is that, the, you know, I'm I sure there's anyone some, who has to go to the doctor becomes, becomes a an asshole. <laughs> Although Max, Max has, has not been to a doctor. Right. No, he's there was that part where when, when Carmen's saying that Shane thinks he's being reckless or something, mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. split second where my brain was like, oh, is it because Shane understands that sh- that Max should be going to, Max the doctor? Should be going to a doctor and like. Mm. And Which like, is true. He and I was like, going wow. to the I was like, in, in my head for like a split second, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Shane's being a really solid friend here. Right. Shane's, Shane's always a good friend. Shane's always Shane's a good friend. Shane's always a good friend. But friend. then I was like, no, it's just Carmen being transphobic. And, yeah, right. You know, it's also so, in, like, even, it's very ambiguous the way that they talk about it, even the way Jenny's talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's weird that he says he's becoming a man and they're still referring to him as yeah. a woman. Also, <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> it seems like they were just like missing like a certain perspective when writing these episodes, huh. like yeah. a trans perspective. You think maybe? It's so wild. I no got away with just like having transphobes write so many episodes about trans people. 
But I guess that's kind of the history. Of you know what? Carol hates transphobia. Carol that's why hates she's it. barking. Carol. Carol. She's a Carol. Is solid such ally. an ally. I've always said that. Carol. Well, some people think Carol is trans. Oh really? They who think said that? that? Um, there's people who think that Carol is a cat. Like she has some cat qualities. Wow, what yeah. an episode it was! So, how did we feel about that episode? We hated it. Oof, not good. <laughs> not a good one. All right, you, I'm so glad you came on this. <laughs> I feel like we still had fun though. I know. Sure, I actually yeah. had a really fun time <laughs> yeah. talking about it with with both of you. But we had lots yeah. of laughs. Yeah. L A F F S. We did. We did. It's you know, this show has high highs and low lows. Really low. This was one of the lows. Yeah. Um, so everything about this episode was bad. Everyone in the episode was bad. <laughs> um, it was badly written. It was transphobic. It was biphobic. It was stupid and boring. And <laughs> I hated it. Yes. Correct. That's the correct assessment. Um, Things but that the directing <laughs> was fine. Fine. I feel <laughs> this is one of those episodes where, you, like, I know I don't remember it. But that when you were watching it week to week, like when you got together with your friends, sat down and watched this, probably by the end you were like, what the fuck? I was like, I was probably like, I can't believe because that, that's when I was watching with my friends who lived in West Harlem and I lived in Williamsburg. So it was like an hour and a half to get there on a Sunday mm-hmm. and then like two hours I, to get back. And I, I took I was that like, trip for that. Well, I guess. Do we have anything else to say about this episode besides that we hated it? I remember hating it when I first saw it. And I remember and I hate it even more now. Yeah. I didn't know it was transphobic though yet. I thought that's the truth. I thought it was going to be an after-school special that they were leading up to. But. Yeah, like a cool teachable moment. But no. Just gonna. If anyone's watching the show for the first time, just want to give you a heads up. That's not happening. No, it does not come. Don't look forward to that. It doesn't exist. No. Mal, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I love the podcast. Thanks for thank listening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Oh my god. Um, we've been we've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a while. We just had to wait for you to come visit in LA, and now I'll, we did it. I'll we've come anytime it. you want. I'll come on. You'll fly out here just to be on the podcast. I would. Okay, this great. Is, did, who were? Remember, we did a live reading of the L Word at camp mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of the pilot of yes, the pilot. Yes, I do remember. What was your part, Tina? Oh, <laughs> right. And I, I, I may have had a couple sodas, <laughs> and I, I may just, have had a couple sodas, and I took some creative uh, liberties with the role. <laughs> I remember just shouting, I'm ovulating. <laughs> uh, and El Sanchez, I think, impregnated me. Yes, at one yeah, point. yes. And that's pretty much all I, I remember, remember watching that happen. I remember being on stage with everyone because I think I was reading the stage direction. Hmm. It was like the narrator <laughs> yeah. or something. That thing went off the rails real quick. Yeah. And uh, I was Jenny. Nice. Obviously. And Gabby was, um, was Tim. And mm, I thought she was Alice. No, because ahead of time, I remember Gabby was like, I want all of our, I want you to be pegging me during all of our scenes together. Nice. And I did it. <laughs> but I read, I think I accidentally read um, Tim's out. line instead of Gabby's. I don't know. I was, I think I was already like a little tipsy at that point. We were probably all very drunk. It had been a long, it, yeah. It was a long day. Mal, thank you so much for being thank here with us Thank today. you for having me. Yeah. Um, Thanks do for you, doing this you have anything? historical archiving. Yeah, we're really brave. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where can people find you online? Do you have anything you do want to plug? Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm just at Mal Blum on all the social media outlets. Um, I do have a website, malblum.com. I have a record that came out like four months ago, which in the music industry is like 100 years. Uh, <laughs> but you can go get it. It's, it's really good. It. It's really, really it's good. It's called Pity Boy. It's great. There's That's some pretty awesome. sick music videos for that record. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Carly Usdin 
directed a lot of my music videos over the years. So I, fun. Very, and they're all brilliant. And I encourage you to go watch art. them. Yeah. I would say it's art. Yeah. We're just making art. Hire Carly. Yeah. Also, <laughs> or, don't you have don't. a music video that's like about trans things with trans actors made by trans people? Yes. Yes. I forgot about that. Oops. If yes. you want a little an- an- antidote mm-hmm. to this episode, to this episode, yes. you should check that out. Go yes. check out Mal's video called See Me. See Me, directed yeah. by Carly Usden and Drew Gregory. Friend of the pod. Friend uh, of the pod, Drew Gregory. Host of host the Gen, of Gen Q pod. pod. Yeah. Yes. And um, you can see what is possible. When yes. queer people do queer things. Yeah. Aww. Tell their own fucking stories. <laughs> Yay. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Reese, where can people find you on the internet? Um, Auto Win. A-U-T-O-W-I-N. Also, my website's called Autostraddle. Perhaps you've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, I'm Carly Tron on everything. And this uh, podcast itself, you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at to Ellen Back. You also could email us to ellenbackcast at gmail.com. We also have a hotline. The hotline is 971-217-6130. You can call us. You can leave us a voicemail. And we will maybe air them at the end of the season during our wrap-up episode. That number again, 971 971- Two one seven six one three zero, and also we've got merch. We have merch. We have T-shirts that have the Ellen Back logo. We also have little holographic stickers that have the Ellen Back logo, and you should buy them to support the podcast, um, and also to support yourself because you'll look really cute, and everyone will know that you're gay. <laughs> Except for not gay people won't know because they won't know what. Oh, that's it means. Exactly. It's a good way to secretly signal that you're gay yeah, to other listeners of the podcast. Perfect. So other smart, funny people who enjoy good podcasts. Our theme song. By the wonderful Beast Studwell. I love the theme song. The theme right? song is. So I good. wish they would have licensed that for Gen Q. I know, right? right? Yeah. Uh, the logo was designed by Kara Sykes, and as always, this podcast is produced and edited by the one and only Lauren Karen Klein. Time for L words. I'm ready. 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 Say it on three. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Land What'd you say? Uh, lat press, like. Lat press. So oh, like work. Could make like your could, arms big. So, yeah. At the gym, the lat, like lat. The lat pull down? Yeah, lat, lat pull down. That's what that's I meant. For, that's for the bar, back and the arms. Yeah. Um, Mal, what'd you say? Landfill. That's smart. That's a good <laughs> answer. Good. I said, uh, I'd already forgot if I said leave or leaving, uh-huh. but I did say one of those, and okay. the sentiment is that I want to leave this episode. <laughs> yeah, let's never watch, let's all make a pact to never watch this episode again. Great. Unless, and we're all 50 and not married, and then we'll meet again at this spot. At this kitchen table to <laughs> yeah. record this podcast and uh-huh. watch this episode again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. You're all brave for getting through this episode and for sticking with us for what's to come. Carol, you're a person. <laughs> Carol, you're a person. Carol's a person. All right. Bye. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This 